being around the program today, I've been asking everyone about you. I'm saying, what's what's Michael Penix Jr. like? What's he like? What's he like? And the one word everyone keeps saying is authentic. You know, growing up, you know, I always had parents that helped me understand that, you know, it's not always about me. Yeah. You know, it, things are, are bigger than me. So I, I do it for a bigger purpose. And, um, you know, I know it's just not about me. And I just want to go out there and, you know, help help everybody else look good around me. You know, one of my favorite parts of your story is that it wasn't always rainbows and butterflies in your career. You, yeah. you had the ups and downs. You went through the adversity, and that's what—that's why people like rooting for you so much, I think, and and what makes your success so special. You no, know, coming to college, never getting hurt, like not even a sprained ankle. <laughs> you know, it, it was tough. You know, coming there and and having that torn ACL my first year, and um, uh, I had a shoulder injury the second year, another torn ACL the third year, and another shoulder injury the fourth year. You know, it was tough. It was a lot of um, battling back and forth in my head. You know, it was a lot of. A lot of negative thoughts coming in my head. You know, I, I was trying to push those out, you know, as much as I could. But I feel like the main thing that kept me focused and locked in is just uh, the people around me and my family, yeah. you know, always supporting me, being there with me through all those hard times and, you know, just allowing me to understand that, you know, I'm playing for something bigger than myself. And so in those times, yeah, I did have those thoughts, you know, about, you know, if this happens again, I, I might be done, you know. But at the end of the day, I knew I, I couldn't be that quitter. Life isn't going to be easy, you know. It's, it's going to be ups and downs and, you know, you just got to continue to uh, persevere and continue to keep fighting. When you leave here and people talk about Michael Penix Jr., what do you want him to say? Guys, we have a new sponsor for the Next Up podcast called Dara Lab, and I am fired up. Because of Caldera Lab, I'm able to put my best face forward. How do I do that? By adding a skincare routine from Caldera Lab into my day every single day. Now, I know what you're saying. There's no way this guy sticks to a skincare routine, but joke's on you because there's no way this face stays this clean and looks this good without it. And honestly, it's not that hard. I just needed the tools, and now I have them from Caldera Lab. Here's some insight on my personal routine. Number one, the clean slate. It's a face wash that starts and ends every single day for me. Number two, the base layer, a moisturizer that hydrates my skin, and number three, the good, a bedtime night serum that has my skin feeling tighter and smoother than ever before. The skincare world is not just for females anymore, it's for men too, and it's doing wonders for me. So what are y'all waiting for? Go to calderalab.com slash Adam B for 20% off their best products. That's a huge discount at calderalab.com slash Adam B. And guys, supporting our sponsors like Caldera Lab supports me and allows me to do this podcast every single week for all of you. So please support Caldera Lab at calderalab.com slash Adam B for 20% off. Before we get to the pod, I want to tell you all about our newest sponsor, Athletic Greens. And let me tell you, when I found out about this sponsor, I was fired up because I've been using Athletic Greens for years and I want to promote to you guys the things I actually use. I love Athletic Greens. As a former Division I athlete, I've tried countless supplements and recently my nutrition and my health has become a bigger deal for me as I get farther away from my playing career. And let me tell you, Athletic Greens is the real deal has me feeling healthy and energized every single day with as much as i'm on the road traveling shooting podcasts it's hard to have a healthy diet hard to have healthy nutrition hard for me to get my vitamins and minerals every single day my doctor even told me that last time i saw him but with athletic greens i get 75 plus vitamins minerals and a bunch of other healthy things i don't even know what they are but i know they're good for you and when i wake up every single day now i feel energized my digestion has never been better and i'm ready to attack each and every day because of athletic greens and ag1 
So if you want to take ownership of your health like I am right now, try AG1 today at drinkag1.com slash next up and you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs when you go to my link, tryag1.com slash next up. And guys, all of you who support this podcast, you guys supporting our sponsors helps me a ton. So please go support AG1 and support next up through the process and optimize your health and nutrition today. Drinkag1.com slash next up. Check it out. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Next Up podcast. I'm Adam Brenneman. We're on the field at the University of Washington today. I mean, look at this scenery, the best setting in college football. It's got to be one of them. The water behind us, this place is rocking. The intensity in this program, you can feel the second you walk in here. Going to do a lot of content for you guys today, but this one right here is a special podcast interview with one of the biggest Heisman contenders in college football, Michael Penix Jr. He's an elite player, elite arm talent, and a great human being. Going to talk to him about all things life on and off the field, his contention for the Heisman this year, and what it's like playing for one of the best head coaches in college football and Kalen DeBoer. Let's go talk to Mike Pennis Jr. Next up. Back at it again in Seattle, Washington. My first time here. Place is beautiful, amazing weather. Just heard it's going to be the hottest day of the year today in Seattle. Flew in last night from Philadelphia to Seattle, six hour flight. Did not get much sleep, but I'm feeling pretty good. Got my coffee in me. Going to see the Washington football program. Really a sleeping giant in college football. What they've built, top 10 program in the country. Michael Penix Jr. is a sleeper Heisman candidate. Not even a sleeper anymore. He is a Heisman candidate. Kalen DeBoer and what he's built as the head coach. They invited us out. Gonna kind of roll out, as they call it, the purple carpet today for us and my team. Gonna show you guys a ton of access. Let's go to UW. I'll tell you what, I'm excited because of all the places, we've been to a lot of places, Penn State, which I love, Duke, Arizona, I mean, we've been everywhere across the country, FAU, Pitt, I mean, we've been everywhere doing head coaches, having them on the podcast, of everywhere I've been, the most hospitality and the most excitement the coaches have had for us coming is, is Washington, without a doubt. Coach DeBoer's been texting me, a bunch of the coaches hit me up, tweeting about it on social media, and that coincides with how they're building their program, the excitement they have for content, the excitement they have to bring outside people from the East Coast that never have seen this program before into their home, to their program, to their practice. It's hard to get access to training camp, uh, and, and we got it. So I'm excited just because they're so excited to have us there, and, and this is what, I, what my goal has been for this podcast, for this content, to get invited to these places, and coaches start asking us to come. It's now starting to happen. It's because of all you guys who follow, support, subscribe to the channel, watch the content. So, love all of you. U Dub's gonna be sick. The water, I mean, is there a better, is there a better
for you, bro. I'm excited. I'm excited well, to see you. Appreciate it. Good to see you. I'll see you later. Appreciate you having me out. Thanks. 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 Thank you for coming out. What's up, man? How you doing, bro? Good to see you, man. How you been? You good? What's that? Oh, stop it. Stop it. Good to see you, brother. We're at UW practice right now. Team drill behind us. A few observations. Number one, this place is freaking beautiful. I mean, look around. Ethan, show them around here. I mean, you got the water in the background over here. Beautiful stadium. This, this place will rival a ton of places in the Big Ten as soon as they join next season. Uh, Player-wise, Michael Penix Jr., I keep calling him a sleeper Heisman candidate. He is no longer a sleeper. He is a Heisman candidate. This team is for real. The offense is for real. The lefty is an elite quarterback. Saul so makes some great throws today. The defense looks really good. Flying around, get after the quarterback. It looks sound on the front seven. I mean, I, I love what I'm seeing from the UW defense. As they get a long touchdown pass, caught on them right there. Uh, behind us, but competitive environment. I love what Coach DeBoer is building here. This place is intense, it's electric, and it is, it is a beautiful setting, one of the best in college football. Real quick, we're in the middle of practice right now. I want to say thank you to UW for having me and my team out. Everyone from Coach DeBoer, the head coach, to Casey Byers, who's in charge of all their creative, to Hadley in charge of the social media. The hospitality has been awesome. Uh, the access, the, what I'm able to see, what I'm able to do, the interviews, unbelievable. I love this place. I am now a UW fan and cannot wait to see him in the Big Ten. Podcast lately? A lot of interviews? Nah, not really. None? Nah. It's your first one? <laughs> your first podcast? Uh, it's not my first one, but it's probably like my second one or yeah. third one. You do them in person or over Zoom, probably, right? Um, I did one of each. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I love it, man. Well, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. I appreciate you uh, you doing this. I've wanted to make this trip out. I've, I've been on I've been on your hype train for a while. I was on it. I was on it day one when you got here, man, to, sure. to UW. So, first of all. How's camp going? How you feeling? We're now like we're in the the part of camp that's just a blur at this point, right? You don't practice yeah. like ten or something, right? Yeah, man, it's it's hard to remember what day it is, you know, sometimes. <laughs> but it's been going good, you know. It's a lot of positives, um, a lot of things that we see that we got to work on, and you know, we still got time to work on those things so that we we can be ready come game day. So yeah. we will be. 
Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited for the, to talk to you because there's been so much talk about you in the national media lately. Um, and I, I just want to get to know you and understand you as a person. Everyone talks about you and, and, and your game and all that stuff, but I want to get to know you. And, and you have such a cool background from Florida. I ended up at, at UW through a bunch of different um, you know, ups and downs of your career, and it's a really cool story. I, I want to start with this, though. You know, going into this season, I feel like there is – so much expectation, so much excitement. Your name is, you know, I was, it's funny, I did, a, I did a video today and I called you a Heisman sleeper. And I had to realize, you're no longer a sleeper, you're just a Heisman candidate, right? Everyone's talking about you in that, in that way. How are you balancing it all? It's so different than maybe what, was, what it was like going into last season. How are you balancing it? How does it feel? And, and does it kind of adjust your approach at all? No, um, I'll just say, just always keeping the main thing the main thing. And, you know, with me, you know, I'm, I'm just so laser focused and just locked in on, you know, winning football games and helping this team win football games. And, you know, that, that's my filter, you know. Um, so each and every day I come out here and, you know, I, I hear those things. You know, I see it on social media sometimes. But, you know, I, I know at the end of the day I got to win football games for help our team win football games for that to even happen, you know. So uh, I always put my team first, you know, those because without my office alignment, you know, those guys making plays on the outside and running backs as well, you know, it it, it wouldn't yeah. be me. So. <laughs> no doubt. But was there a moment maybe after like this last season, this offseason, that you were like where you felt like the attention or the national uh, discussion about you and this program kind of reached a new level where you were like, oh, like it's on the map now? Yeah, um, I, I feel like it did, you know. Um, you know, in my eyes, you know, I always understood what I can do on a football field, and uh, I knew what I bring to the table. And you know, it's just a matter of time. You know, just being healthy, having a full off season. You know, I feel like that was a big part of me uh, be, having a good year last year. You know, staying healthy, having a full off season, that was big. And you know, having the guys around me, you know, helping yeah. make big time plays. You know, to to help you know me look good in those ways. You know, so uh, I'm just blessed to be here, and you know, I'm blessed to have great teammates around me and great coaches as well. Yeah, I'm just glad people on the East Coast are talking about you now, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finally, right? Uh, you know, being around the program today, I've been asking everyone about you. I'm saying, what's, what's Michael Penix Jr. like? What's he like? What's he like? And the one word everyone keeps saying is authentic. Mm -hmm. That's what multiple people have described you as, including your head coach. What does that mean? And where does that come from when people say that you're authentic? Yeah, um, I just say just being myself, you know, that's the thing, you know, I, I really don't try to be anybody else and I, I really don't, you know, like you said, ride ride that hype train, you know, I, I just focus on what I can do to uh, get better and help my team get better and, you know, I, I feel like it comes from that, you know, and it's, I feel like it comes from just a great foundation, you know, growing up, you know, I always had parents that helped me understand that, you know, it's not always about me, yeah. you know, it, things are, are bigger than me, so I, I do it for a bigger purpose and, um, you know, I know it's just not about about me and I just want to go out there and you know help help everybody else look good around me you know and I understand if I do that then and our teams winning football games then yeah um, the quarterback is going to get praise in those yeah. moments so how do you define yourself as a leader uh, I, I say more more vocal um, than I was in the past you know usually I was more of a example guy you know I'm gonna make a throw to the other other side of the field yeah. from the opposite hash and you know they 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 latch on to that and say you know I, I can throw and stuff like that but you know just uh 
I've, I've been working on being a lot more vocal, you know, trying to be that, that guy on the team that speaks up when things aren't right. You know, um, if it's not looking the way that it should, and having a championship as our filter, you know, then we, we just got to check that, you know. And I feel like it's been a lot of guys on the team doing that as well. You know, it's not just me, but, you know, everybody working together and understanding that, you know, we got a big goal that we're chasing and, you know, we got to be all in together to make it. Do you feel like you've had to change your approach at all or change your leadership approach given all the attention and all the hype and everyone – you know, when things aren't going well or things when things do go well, now they look at you directly in this program. It's how's Mike going to respond to this? Have you felt like you had to change anything or just be more aware of that? No, um, I, I've always been this even kill type of guy. You know, I was, I'm always a guy that's, you know, always going to stay level-headed and I'm going to stay the same guy each and every day. And um, even that's a good thing in the quarterback position, you know, because, you know, a play goes wrong in the game or something like that. You know, people look at me on the sideline and I'm, yeah. I'm the same person as after we just scored and after we get done celebrating. I'm, I'm going to be the same guy, you know, and I understand that, that that's a big thing because, you know, um, like you said, people are going to look at the quarterback, you know, especially in, you know, tough times or uh and and in the best times you know so I understand that I got to be that same person and I can't get, get too high or get too low you know in, in, in any situation yeah tell me about your family I know they're super important to you I heard a hilarious story about your mom's flight getting canceled at the oh, Alamo yeah. Bowl she and drove. she had to drive across the country tell, tell me that story tell me about your family yeah man they're they're amazing you know they've been with me uh since day one, you know, obviously they they've been you know very supportive and and loving all all throughout. You know, and my both my parents they they treat they treat us they treat us great. You know, they raised us great uh, to be great young men. You know, I got two little brothers back at home as well, and one of them uh, just got to college college this past this summer. So, um, man, it's amazing. You know, I'm just blessed to have them, and you know, I feel like they definitely uh, molded molded me into the person I am today. You know, and they just helped me understand that you know life life isn't gonna be easy. You know. It's, it's going to be ups and downs, and, you know, you just got to continue to uh, persevere and continue to keep fighting. You know, that, that's where I got it from, my parents. So t- tell me this Alamo Bowl story. I want, I want to hear it firsthand of the of the driving across the country. Oh, yeah. So I guess Southwest Airlines, you know, at that time they were, they were, canceling, they everything. were canceling everything. <laughs> you know, it don't matter where you were coming from. So it was it was rough. You know, my parents, and just the support they have, that, that just shows their support. They, they drove 11 hours to come to the game. And, you know, that, that just showed how much love they have for me. And they, they understood that that was a big moment for me as well, you know, um, you know, I've been to bowl games before, but I've never been able to play in them, you know, based, mm-hmm. because of injuries and stuff like that. So, you know, they were like, they can't miss this opportunity. Yeah. So they, they found a way, and, you know, I'm just thankful for them. By any means necessary, right? Exactly. <laughs> they make it happen. I'd imagine for you the coolest part, or one of the coolest parts of this journey has been bringing your brothers along for the ride with you. Right. Is, has, that been, has that been the most fun part for you? Yeah, um, they're, they're definitely my why, you know. Um, ones I do it for, you know, those, my little brothers, you know, they mean the world to me, you know, I do anything for them, and um, they know that, you know, and I, I just feel like as a big brother, you know, I just want to be that role model, that leader, you know, to for them to look up to and understand that, okay, this is what my brother's doing, you know, I know he wouldn't show, show us wrong, show me wrong, and uh, so we can follow his steps, you know, to, to become successful and to persevere through those hard times and, you know, always bouncing back and, you know, keeping a positive mindset, you know. So I just try to be that for them each and every day. And, you know, they they know they can call me for whatever, so. I want to ask you this. Take Let's go back to when you walked in to Indiana in 2018, about five years ago, four years ago. How... How have you changed the most between the person that got to Indiana in 2018 versus the Michael Penix Jr. who sits here right now? Uh, I'll just say my 
um, just understanding of the game, um, my knowledge of the game. I feel like it's, it's definitely increased. And um, being in the offense for this is going on my fifth year um, in this offense, you know, it, it's obviously a positive as well. You know, I feel like I've seen I ran every play against every coverage, you know, so yeah, I, I kind of get an understanding of the field. And, you know, I feel like I feel the field a lot a lot better than what I did, you know, at that young age. And uh, I feel like that's part of my uh, key to success, you know, just my preparation and just understanding of the game, you know, it just helps slow the game down and for me to go out there and just play and have fun at a fast pace. So. How big is that for a quarterback to play in the same system and be able to recognize everything? You probably know what Coach DeVore's – and, and, and what Coach Grubb and all them are, are going to call before the call even comes in sometimes, right? Like, how, how big is that familiarity for you? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say I know exactly whenever they call, what they're going to call, but I, I definitely know whatever they call, I know the reason why they called it. You know, yeah. if we got a motion or a shift on, I know why they called that. You know, if, if it's if it's a way we ran to play earlier in the week and he switched it up in the game, you know, I, I get the understanding of what it is, you know, and that, that just comes from Coach uh, Grubb. Uh, drilling us in the meeting room, you know, he's making <laughs> yeah. sure that we 100% pe- prepared, you know, come game day. And, you know, whenever I go out there, you know, it's just having fun at that time and just executing at a high level, you know. But um, Coach Grubb, he does a great job of giving us the tools that we need to make sure that when we go out on the field, you know, it, we don't question anything. You know, we, we understand everything that's thrown at us and we understand the different checks that he give us um, based on the looks that we got. And, you know, he just let – he just allowed me to have fun out there. Uh, I, I want to dive more into – kind of your whole journey of how you got here today you know one of my favorite parts of your story is that it wasn't always rainbows and butterflies in your career you you had the ups and downs you went through the adversity and that's what that's why people like rooting for you so much I think and and what makes your success so special during those that time in Indiana when you had the ACL injuries when you were you were struggling to stay on the field what was going through your mind during that time guys here's the reality it is summertime Summertime means more fun, more ladies, more time on the beach. And what's crucial during that time? You have to look good, top to bottom, literally. The way I make sure I'm looking good and fresh and light every day in the summer is with Manscaped. The Performance Package 4.0 has me feeling my best. Last time I was at the pool about two weeks ago, I had the shirt off, my face was clean, I was groomed well below, and my confidence was at an all-time high, and it paid dividends for me. Here's why I love the Performance Package 4.0. The Performance Package 4.0 has everything you could ever need to keep you looking your best. It comes with the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and even a travel bag to hold all your tools. Trust me, guys, you don't want to miss out on this bundle. So, guys, go to manscaped.com and use my code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping to get what you need to be feeling good this summer. That's code ADAMB at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping and guys supporting the sponsors of this podcast like manscaped helps support me and allows me to do this podcast every week for all of you so go to manscaped.com use my code adam b for 20 percent off and free shipping during those that time in indiana when you had the acl injuries when you were you were struggling to stay on the field what was going through your mind during that time yeah um it was tough you know um you know, coming to college, never getting hurt, like not even a sprained ankle. <laughs> you know, it, it was tough, you know, coming there and, and having that torn ACL my first year. And um, uh, I had a shoulder injury the second year, another torn ACL the third year, and another shoulder injury the fourth year. You know, it was tough. It was a lot of um, battling back and forth in my head. You know, it was a lot of 
lot of negative thoughts coming in my head. You know, I, I was trying to push those out, you know, as much as I could. But I feel like the main thing that kept me focused and locked in is just uh, the people around me and my family, you know, always supporting me, being there with me through all those hard times and, you know, just allowing me to understand that, you know, I'm playing for something bigger than myself. And, you know, and, and in my eyes, like, like I just said, you know, my little brothers, those are my why and people, uh, the ones that I do it for mainly is, and I couldn't let them see me quit, you know. And so in those times, yeah, I did have those thoughts, you know, about, you know, if this happens again, I, I might be done, you know. But at the end of the day, I knew I, I couldn't be that quitter. You know, I, I knew that I wanted to set that example for my brothers that, you know, things aren't always going to be easy, you know, but you got to uh, bounce back and persevere through it all and, you know, continue to keep fighting and, you know, better days are going to come. Yeah. And the other part that's really cool about that story is so many people, athletes, even people that aren't athletes can relate to that, right? Yeah. Like being in the, being in a dark time and coming out on the other side during that time when you had all those injuries when you're going through it was there one moment that you remember being the toughest time or the toughest moment maybe the toughest injury and, and kind of how'd you overcome it um I'd say my second ACL tear was probably the toughest um not as far as like pain wise you know because I've been through the process yeah, before mentally. but um it was just mentally you know um I'm just like, dang, uh, that's, that's two <laughs> torn ACLs. And um, so the way they did it, they take my patella tendon out of one knee the first time. The second time, they took it out the other knee. So I'm like, okay, they took my patella tendons. <laughs> we got nothing um, left. <laughs> next thing they're going to take is a hamstring tendon. And they say that's not strong enough. So it's like, in my head, it's just like, dang, I can't go through this again. So it was tough. Um, 2021 season was real tough on me, you know, for me to be locked in and, you know, just get my all for, for my team. And I feel like I was just battling a lot, you know, with, with those mindsets of me, you know, thinking about stopping playing football because of my injuries and stuff like that. And uh, it was always like, if I tear my ACL again, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So it, it was hard for me to um, enjoy football at that time. But, you know, like I said, you know, just having those people around me continue to support me and lift me up, you know, they, they kept me going so do you ever sit back and this offseason with your name and the Heisman conversation all the all the hype and think about where you were just a few years ago having those thoughts yeah man I always think about it you know and that's that's why when you you talk about the Heisman talks on social media and stuff like that it's like yeah it, it sounds good you know but at the end of the day you know I, I know what I got to focus on because two years ago all these people they weren't you know they didn't believe in me you know they they didn't they didn't expect me to uh, have the season that I had last year and uh, they didn't expect University of Washington to have that season so you know it, it just shows you know people you know you can't always um, fall into you know social media stuff like that you know no matter positive or negative you know you don't want to get too high or too low on things you know because at the end of the day um, those social media posts they're, they're going to be made regardless you know it's, it's people they they're going to tweet good things or bad things it just depends on how you plan yeah. so you know I just try to focus on what I can do for uh, myself and my team you know to help us win football games and you know that's that's why I keep my focus straight and my uh, head straight if there's one lesson that you learned during those few years what would it be um I'll say just perseverance you know and just times are going to get hard you know I feel like um, I never faced adversity like that before so it was, it was real tough in those moments you know I didn't know how to uh, react at first and um, touring ACL is crazy because like when I when I got to college that was like my first time hearing like okay touring ACLs <laughs> is like a thing because like in high school you don't it think don't about injuries <laughs> yeah. like you don't think about anything like that and in high school you'll, you'll get a sprained ankle or something like that you don't really see too many touring ACLs and stuff like that so it was like when I got that it was like, dang, I'm out like for a season. So it was like something that was uh, very different to me and uh, hard at first, you know. But uh, like I said, you know, just being able to overcome it and come out on top, you know, it was, I'm just blessed to be in a position I'm in. So, 
Take me through the, your transfer journey and how you ended up. I know the relationship with Coach DeBoer and how important that was for you yeah. and kind of how it all came full circle for you right here. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, how it started, you know, coming out of high school, I was actually committed to University of Tennessee mm-hmm. um, for like two years and new coach staff came in. You know, they, they had their guys that they sure. wanted. I forgot about so, that. Yeah, yeah so I, I got my offer taken away during that time and um, Coach Sheridan, he was actually at University of Tennessee whenever I got the offer and whenever I was committed there mm-hmm. and he was uh, he was helping out with the quarterbacks at that time and uh, somehow he got to uh, Indiana and I didn't I didn't know you know once he left uh, Tennessee with that coaching staff I was still committed to Tennessee and it was like all oh, Tennessee and mm-hmm. at that time it wasn't like it wasn't really about the coaching staff you know I yeah. I just liked the culture at that time and um, so whenever Coach Sheridan just kept hitting me up um, he's like I'm at Indiana now and I'm like okay him and Coach Mike DeBoard was there and you know those guys at Tennessee and uh, that, that's those are the main reason I was uh, ended up in Indiana you know because Coach Sheridan he was a guy that always stayed in contact he was always texting me every day yeah. and there was some days I'm like hey coach like <laughs> <laughs> stop texting me but uh, he knows all love and um, so I, I was able to get to Indiana from there and and, um, and then Coach DeBoer ended up coming in uh, Indiana 2019 you know, and that, that's how I met him. And um, I, I just felt so comfortable in the offense and the offense that he brought to us. And, you know, I feel like um, I had a pretty good year uh, underneath him, him calling the plays. And, you know, I wanted to be a part of that again. So whenever I hit the trans, uh, transfer portal, you know, he, he was definitely one of the guys that I was looking for and found out he was coming here to University of Washington. And uh, I knew it was a big opportunity. And whenever they, they uh, call, gave me that call, I definitely I took advantage of it. And I knew that this was something I wanted to do. And, um Coach DeBoer, he definitely had a big part in it. So yeah. it's crazy how full, full circle. circle it came around. You think Tennessee regrets pulling that offer now? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. When you when you got when you got here in, your, in last season, what was kind of the moment where it all clicked for you? Where you're like, oh, this this was the right choice, and it's going to work out. And you know, you kind of got got that swagger and that confidence back. Um. So I always say, like, when I first got here. Uh, I already knew what the offense was going to be like. I knew what to expect on that for as far as that standpoint. And uh, so when I got here, I'm like, Coach, I, I don't want to see. I don't care about the city. It got Space Needle. <laughs> like, it, it, It's nice. It's a beautiful city. But like at that time, it was like, you know, I came here for business. You know, I wanted to help help uh, University of Washington win football games. And um, so I was like, Coach, I want to see the guys that I'm going to be playing with. So that was like the first thing I did whenever I got here. It was like um, I, I watched a film with Coach. They, he, he had cut-ups of all the guys. And I'm like – yeah, at that time I was like, okay, yeah, we're special. And then um, I was like, yeah, I wanted to be here, so I made that that um, commitment, and I got here. And like first day of me getting here, the receivers they they hit me up like, hey, let's throw. Like they wanted to uh, so connect. Room and, too. Yeah, so right then and there, I knew I was like, yeah, we're gonna be special. You know, that first throwing session, you know, it, it wasn't perfect. Obviously, you know, just trying to get my rhythm down with those guys, but I could just see the potential that they had, and you know, meeting the office alignment, seeing mm-hmm. seeing how big them boys was, and you know how much work they put in. In the off season, I like I say the off season uh, definitely showed me you know um, that that we were gonna be special. You know I, I knew it deep down inside. You know because of the offense that we run and you know the players that we had around us, I knew we were destined to be great. Yeah, you've seen a lot of the country now. You're from from Tampa, Florida, at Indiana. Yeah. What was the thing that surprised you the most when you got to Seattle? Guys, we have a new sponsor for the next up podcast called Dara Lab, and I am fired up 
Because of Caldera Lab, I'm able to put my best face forward. How do I do that? By adding a skincare routine from Caldera Lab into my day every single day. Now I know what you're saying. There's no way this guy sticks to a skincare routine, but joke's on you because there's no way this face stays this clean and looks this good without it. And honestly, it's not that hard. I just needed the tools and now I have them from Caldera Lab. Here's some insight on my personal routine. Number one, the clean slate. It's a face wash that starts and ends every single day for me. Number two, the base layer, a moisturizer that hydrates my skin, and number three, the good, a bedtime night serum that has my skin feeling tighter and smoother than ever before. The skincare world is not just for females anymore, it's for men too, and it's doing wonders for me. So what are y'all waiting for? Go to calderalab.com slash Adam B for 20% off their best products. That's a huge discount at calderalab.com slash Adam B. And guys, supporting our sponsors like Caldera Lab supports me and allows me to do this podcast every single week for all of you. So please support Caldera Lab at calderalab.com slash Adam B for 20% off. What was the thing that surprised you the most when you got to Seattle? Uh, all the mountains. Uh, <laughs> you you really don't see that on the East Coast. Uh, at least in Florida, you know, we got hills. It's different. You, you can run up the hill, but man, you see mountains. We got a mountain view. Uh, you sit up in the coach's office, you can see the the mountains out there and it's, it's crazy. You know, it's like the world is like this. And I'm like, it was different to me. And um, that was the main difference to me. I'll just say the whole mountains and stuff like that. It was, yeah. it was cool to see. What's the one thing right now, again, had so much success, but when you watch the film, there's always room to get better, right? There's always things that you see on film. What are you working on right now that, that you're trying to improve on? Or when you saw last year's tape, you're like, I got to get better at this. Yeah, I say completions. Um, I feel like our, our completions, uh, you know, we try to get um, above 70, 70 uh, percent completion percentage, you know. And last year, I, I believe I was around 66 um, mm. lower uh, on the lower side, you know. So that, that's my main focus this this uh, offseason, this camp, you know, just get completions, you know, being able to give my guys a chance uh, with the ball in the air, you know, not making any foul balls, throwing out of bounds, stuff like that, you know, giving our guys a chance. And um, I got a great receiving room, and those guys get open a lot. So it, it's definitely not hard for me to get over over that 70 percent range and I believe right right now around uh, during camp you know I've been doing uh, a great job with that you know make sure I'm getting a lot of completions uh, stacking those completions up day by day and just taking care of the football you know that was the main things when you look back on on your career so far what's maybe the one thing that you're the most proud of when you look at it and you say oh maybe it's a game maybe it's a completion maybe it's something with your teammate what's the thing you're like I'm most proud of that moment just just my perseverance yeah. You know, um, like I said, you know, it's just it's been hard, you know, but, um, you know, I understand that it's a long journey and I understand that, you know, God has a plan for me in my life and I, I just got to go out there and just uh, live, live up to it. And, you know, I just got to go out there and give give my all and, you know, continue to, um, you know, show that resilient mindset and that um, that perseverance, you know, that I have day in, day out, you know, just show mm-hmm. guys that, you know, I'm a guy that's going to continue to keep uh, swinging no matter what. You know, um, I never quit uh, on any team that I ever played for. And, that, and that's one of the things that my dad taught me at a young age. It was like, there'll be times, you know, you're young, yeah. it's hot in Florida. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to play. <laughs> my dad never let us quit in anything we do, you know. And I feel like that mindset that, that he instilled in us is is amazing. And um, I, I definitely take, take it with me each yeah. every day I wanted to ask you about being a left-handed quarterback mm-hmm. uh, it's an interesting topic for people inside the football space there's been a lot of great left-handed quarterbacks there's also a narrative that some OCs some head coaches don't want left-handed quarterbacks because of the fl- having to flip the system which is kind of over exaggerated as you probably know 
what's your what's your message or what are your thoughts on that whole kind of narrative and especially at the next level too there's talks about left lefties versus righties um i put my quarterback in high school or in, in college was a left-handed quarterback who was elite and uh but still he struggled at times to get opportunities in the nfl what what are your thoughts on being a lefty um I'm blessed. I say I'm blessed. Um, my grandma, the only one in my family other than me that, that's a lefty, and she's someone that, that, that I look up to and, and I love a lot, and uh, she does a lot for me and me and my family as well, you know, so it's like hey, I, I take on that role, and I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm a lefty, you know. Obviously, at a young age, it wasn't like I chose which hand You're I wanted to throw it, it. <laughs> you know. It's just, it just happened, you know, so uh, I just control what I could control, and, and like I said, um, Hey, if they if they don't like lefties, then uh, I, I would hate for them to miss out on the opportunity, you know. But you know, I just try to do the best I can. Um, either way, you know, I, and I always tell Coach Grubb as well. Sometimes he's like, "Oh, we get you roll to the left," you know. It's, <laughs> and I'm like, Coach, right. I, I can throw it anywhere, so it's just it don't matter. Just call anything. So I, I feel like I'm very versatile um, as far as uh, being a lefty. I can I can make those throws uh, rolling to the right hand side, and uh, do, if you got to flip the call, you don't you really don't have to flip anything with me. I'm I always tell Coach Grove I'll make yeah. it work, so uh, I just try to keep that mindset. Makes you unique. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to flip anything. I love it. Who's the quarterback in the NFL you you emulate the most, or you think your game is most similar to? Yeah, um, as far as right now, I know growing up um, when I was a young age, I was always a, a Michael Vick guy. You know, obviously lefty, lefty there you go, <laughs> lefty quarterback, and um, he's a guy that ran. And back in the day, that's when I used to I used to run a lot, <laughs> but now I'm more of a pocket passer. But um, him, and then when I got uh, to like high school and stuff like that, uh, Teddy Bridgewater was a guy that uh, I looked up to a lot, and I, I just feel like his poise, especially when he was at Louisville, like his poise in the pocket, the way he he managed the game and stuff like that. And he was a guy that I looked at like just as me as well, because he's a guy that. Is going to throw the ball in the pocket, but he can't run, you know. Mm. So uh, I wouldn't call Teddy a, a dual threat, but he, he can be, you know. And yeah. that's that's how I see my game. Uh, I'm, I don't call myself a dual threat. I, I see myself as a pro quarterback, pro style quarterback that that can run. And uh, so that he was a guy that I, I saw a lot of my game in, and you know, I feel like the way he he carries himself, how humble he was, and um, you know. I feel like he was a guy that I looked up to it during high school. Right now, it's it's so many great quarterbacks out there. It's like yeah. now, nah, just uh, let me take some from Pat. <laughs> let me take some from Jalen. You know, yeah. stuff like that. You know, so I, I can't really say now, but it's it's a lot of great guys out there. Take me through your pregame routine. What are you doing? What are you doing game day? Yeah. Um. So I, I got my music on. Um. I wake up. Uh. I got. I got a shower and stuff like that. Uh, get get my body awake. Um, I come in when we get to the stadium after our dog walk. We'll go. We'll What's go the down. dog walk? Okay, Is so we walk yeah. So we walk from above the state from uh, up top at the entrance of the stadium, mm -hmm. you know, past the dog statue and the fans are there. Our got band it, is yeah, there, yeah. cheerleaders, and they, they are um, playing music and stuff like that. And you got the fans, you know, welcoming you to the stadium. You know, I, I feel like that's a very special moment, you know, for uh, not just us, but the fans as well, you know. And, um, you know, I just get down there and start doing my arm care stuff, you know, trying to get my arm warmed up, get out on the field, uh, do my laps, uh, say my prayers and stuff like that. And uh, I'll be ready to go. You know, I get a little bit of treatment before and just making sure that I'm, I'm as ready as I can be. You're not a big hot tub guy pregame? You're not? Nah, I don't, I don't do the tubs pregame. Dehydrate you. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't do the tubs pregame. I'm, I'm usually ready to go. What, uh, 
take me through a day like today in training camp. Give the fans a behind-the-scenes look at, like, in, it, in the middle of camp, a day like today, what are you doing? What time are you waking up? Take me through your day. It's a long one. I don't think fans realize quite how long it actually is. Athletic Greens, and let me tell you, when I found out about this sponsor, I was fired up because I've been using Athletic Greens for years, and I want to promote to you guys the things I actually use. I love Athletic Greens. As a former Division One athlete, I've tried countless supplements, and recently, my nutrition and my health has become a bigger deal for me as I get farther away from my playing career. And let me tell you, Athletic Greens is the real deal, has me feeling healthy and energized every single day. With as much as I'm on the road, traveling, shooting podcasts, it's hard to have a healthy diet, hard to have healthy nutrition, hard for me to get my vitamins and minerals every single day. My doctor even told me that last time I saw him. But with Athletic Greens, I get 75 plus vitamins, minerals, and a bunch of other healthy things. I don't even know what they are, but I know they're good for you. And when I wake up every single day now, I feel energized, my digestion has never been better, and I'm ready to attack each and every day because of Athletic Greens and AG1. So if you wanna take ownership of your health like I am right now, Try AG1 today at drinkag1.com slash next up and you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs when you go to my link, tryag1.com slash next up. And guys, all of you who support this podcast, you guys supporting our sponsors helps me a ton. So please go support AG1 and support next up through the process and optimize your health and nutrition today. Drinkag1.com slash next up. Check it out. Take me through your day. It's a long one. I don't think fans realize quite how long it actually is. Yeah, so my first alarm go off at 530. I probably wake up on my second or third alarm around 545. Um, I'm I'm always uh, I'm up out of my bed by six o'clock. Brush my teeth. All that stuff is already done. Uh, I wake up. I do my morning devotion. Uh, I, I read my uh, verses for the day and uh, get my day started off in that way. You know, cause I feel like I always got to thank God. You know, for waking me up. You know, uh, to start off my day. And then I I leave the house and I, I come here. I get my treatment early in the morning. You know, just making sure I'm staying on on top of my on top of my body. You know, it's not always. Uh, getting treatment whenever you hurt but it's like just making sure that your body is mm-hmm. ready and uh doing those things like i said my arm care routine um we do our activation in the morning uh obviously i gotta eat breakfast and stuff <laughs> like that you know but uh meetings start around uh, early i'll say seven forty-five. meetings start and then uh got like hour meetings start going start practice practice is about two hours and leave practice we got uh lunch time around from like we got like three hour, little three hour window. Mm-hmm. We got lunch and you go rest, watch film and stuff like that. So me personally, I, I go eat my lunch and I go watch film while I'm doing treatment and stuff like that. And uh, after that, I'll just chill until our, our next meetings at three, around three o'clock. And then meetings for the rest of the day, <laughs> you know, and then we have, uh, we don't really get out until later, later in the day. So it's I get home day. around like. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you got to squeeze a podcast in too, right? Like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this: when when you leave here, and people talk about Michael Penix Jr., what do you want them to say? Uh, like you said, uh, just authentic person and somebody that's going to persevere through any any type of hardship. That's what I wanted to say. What's the best advice you've ever received? Uh, just be yourself. You know, never try to be anybody else. You know, because in the world we're in today, you know, it's a lot of people that you know want to want to do things that other people are doing or seeing other people with this type of styles and try to you know emulate that. But I, I just try to be myself and, and be the same person every day. What do you think you'll be doing in 15 years after your, after your NFL career is done? Okay, uh, 
Uh, I don't know. It's definitely something with the kids, you know, probably back at back at home in my community, you know, where I grew up. You know, just continue to keep them on the right track. Last thing I got for you. You mentioned a little bit about your brothers um, and them being a big, a big thing for you, but I wanted to double down on what's your why? What's the reason that you wake up? You just said you wake up at 5.30 in the morning every day. What's the reason that you grind the way you do, that you push through all, of, all that adversity at, at Indiana and got through the other side? What's your why? Yeah, my, my whole family, really. You know, I, I say my brothers specifically, you know, because I know that they look up to me, you know, in everything that I do. And I know it's it it times that, you know, I really don't, uh, I didn't understand that at a young age that, you know, they're looking at me doing these things. And, and I, as I'm growing older, I'm like, okay, dang, you're doing exactly what I used to do when I was your age. So it's like, it's crazy to see. And um, my family, my parents, you know, they sacrificed so much for me. And, um, you know, growing up, uh, I salute my brother and one of my cousins, she used to stay with me as well. I salute them because, you know, growing up when I was in high school, you know, I really wasn't in a system and I wasn't in a place where I needed to be that I felt was going to help me have a, a a career that, you know, I'm having a day, you know. So I had to move out of the city that I grew up in, which is Dade City, Florida. You know, that's where I grew up. I had to move to Tampa, Florida. Um, you know, it was uh, for the competition and the offense and stuff like that, you know, for me to, you know, pursue my dreams. I feel like that was the best uh, decision for for me and my family felt like that as well, you know, but at the same time is I got two little brothers at home and I got a cousin that's staying with me as well, you know, and that decision was made because of um, me and my future. So it was like for them, it's like, yeah. dang, they got to leave their friends as well as me leaving my friends. You know, they got to leave their friends, you know, because of me. So, you know, I, I just salute them for, you know, always sticking, sticking there with me and uh, always supporting me, you know, no matter what, you know, they, they, they made their uh, new friends as well, you know, but, um, I feel like my family in general, you know, they've they always been there for me and uh, always supported me at a high level. I just thought of one more I wanted to ask you. Big Penix and energy. What does yeah. that mean to you? It just it just means what anybody else wanted to mean. Because <laughs> to me, uh, it, it was crazy. Uh, RG3, he had said it uh, during one of our games, I believe. And, uh, <laughs> Is that where it started? That's where it blew up. Yeah. And uh, it, it was crazy to me. You know, um, they got shirts out there made and stuff like that. You won't find me wearing it, but, um, <laughs> hey, man, it, it means, I, I believe, it just means, you know, just having that mentality, just going to do whatever it takes to win football games. You know, that, that's how I'll take it. I love it. Well, I appreciate it, man. I'm excited to watch you this season. I've been, like I said, I've been a fan of yours uh, for a while now, but what you've done is impressive. Your story is the most impressive part to me and mm -hmm. everything you've been through. I'm excited for fans to see this and hear more about your story and get to know you a little bit better, but I appreciate you taking the time during a busy day. Right, for sure. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. That wasn't too hard, right? Nah, that was good. <laughs> did, I go, did I go over my time? Nope. That was 30 minutes? 108. Coach is at 115. Oh, let's go. <laughs>